Welcome to the like, Destiny Podcast. So, um, yeah, and when we do this, that soaking time and journaling time, just ask Father a question. And the question I'd like you to ask him is, and then write down what he says, is, Father, what do you think of me? Father, what do you think of me? Now, if you feel anything negative come into your mind, then disregard it. Don't write it down, because that will not be the Father. Um, but when anything positive that you just feel, you know, those things, just write those down, those words of affirmation. And we'll just do that in a little while. But I want to start off with um, just another little video, which is quite fun and has not a lot of point to it, but I'll find a point to draw out of it. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Switzer? Uh, yes. Hang Come on. in. I'm just, just watching my... You might be doing that, but we need TV on. That looks a bit more healthy. Stop it! 
P new word IT. So what are you saying? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. <laughs> stop it. So I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you, you, you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that sounds, sounds frightening. Then <laughs> <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I mean, it's been with me since No, 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 no we, we, we don't go there. Just, just stop. <laughs> so I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box. You got it. Good girl. Well, it's only been, it's only been three minutes, so that will be um, uh, $3. <laughs> well, I, I only have a five, so. Well, I, I don't, I don't make change. <laughs> I guess I'll take the full five minutes. Fine. All right. Well, what other uh, problems would you would you like to address? <clears throat> uh, I'm bulimic. I stick my fingers down my throat. Stop it! Not a Don't do that. But I'm, I'm compelled to. My mom used to call me. No, 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 no. No, we we don't go there. But I've been having this dream. No, we don't go there either. But my horoscope did say... We definitely don't go there. <laughs> yes, stop it! <clears throat> what, what, what else? Well, I have self-destructive relationships with men. Stop it! <laughs> you you want to be with a man, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yes. Well, then stop it! <laughs> don't be such a big baby. <laughs> I wash my hands a lot. That's all right. <laughs> I, I wash my hands all the time. There's a lot of germs out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't worry about that. One. I'm afraid to drive. Well, stop it! <laughs> How are you gonna get around? Get in the car and drive, you, you kook! Stop it! Stop it! You stop it! <laughs> what's, what's the problem, Catherine? I don't like this. I don't like this therapy at all. You're just telling me to stop it. And, and, you, and you don't you don't like that? No, I don't. <laughs> so you think we're we're moving too fast? Is that it? Yes. Yes, I do. All right, then let me uh, let me uh, give you ten words that I I think will uh, clear everything up for you. Uh, you want you want to get a pad and a pencil for this one? Right. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Right here are the ten words. Stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box. That's why I showed it. <laughs> That's what a lot of us have experienced, isn't it? Is, you know, when we've struggled with stuff or when we've had a difficulty, you know, it feels like people just say to us, stop it. You know, just get over it. We have, we have this expression, don't we, in English, buck up. You know, get over it, get a life, you know. And, it, you know, how helpful are those comments? They're not, are they? 
And, you know, one of the things I've discovered is that love has a transforming power. You know, love changes us. And, um, you know, I, I, one of my favorite movies, and, you know, you can laugh at me if you like, but one of my favorite movies is The Sound of Music. Yeah. And I cry every time in The Sound of Music. And there are three places in The Sound of Music that every time I watch it, I just, I just, oh, it just gets me every time. And Fiona and I went to see a, a stage production of it last year in our town. And there were four places that just got me this time. But that story is just an, a story of this young, idiotic nun who goes into that house with the captain and his seven children. And the captain's, basically, his heart has become closed because his first wife died. And, you know, all the pain of that has just closed his heart and he's stopped being a father to his kids. And he basically just treats them like a regiment in the Navy. He blows the whistle, he calls them, and it's just like the heart has gone out of this house. And Maria comes up with all her idiotic ways, all her stupidity, and she changes the heart of the children because she loves them. And she changes the heart of the captain because she loves him. And eventually, of course, his heart is changed and he falls in love and we all know the story. <clears throat> but that's, that film always shows me the incredible power of love, the transforming power of love. And, um, you know, as we, as we receive this love, as we live in this love, it will transform us. You know, and what we've just seen here, you know, stop it, stop it, you know, get over it, buck up. That's not going to transform us. That's not going to change our lives. All it's going to do is heap condemnation onto us. But when we live in love, the power of that love will transform us. And um, I want to tell you, one of the illustrations I use, and you'll all love it here because you're all Apple fans, apart from you. Well, you will become an Apple fan. You will have that, wow, you know, this, this is... <laughs> See, this is going to be, um, this is going to be a moment of transformation. The transforming power of love is going to work in your heart this afternoon. No, I'm not going to buy you an Apple. Ah, and, and you've noticed it's got a bite out of it, hasn't it? <laughs> but, you see, the iPhone is, is like the Father's love. It is. No? No, you see? The iPhone is like the Father's love. And, I, you know, I'm going to prove this to you this afternoon. In a few moments, at the end of my story, I'm going to prove it to you. Because a few years ago, when the iPhone came out, I, I thought, that looks good. See, because before I got an iPhone, I had a mobile phone, I had an iPod, and I had a PDA. You know, I had three things in my pockets and three chargers that I had to take everywhere. And then suddenly the iPhone comes out, and it's like the Trinity. It's, it's three in one. <laughs> so it's got to be good, hasn't it? And... So when it first came out, I, 
I, I, because I like to find out about things and the technical aspect of it, I went on the internet and I did a whole load of searching and I, I found out all about the iPhone. You know, I found out what it could do and what it couldn't do. And I thought, this looks a pretty good piece of kit. You know, I like this. I like the idea of this. And so, I, you know, I thought, this is, this is, look, this, this could be a must-have toy. And, you know, what I did was gain a lot of knowledge. And many of us are like that with the Father's love. Many of us are like that with God. We gain a lot of knowledge. But what does that knowledge do? That knowledge didn't change my life. I still had my, my, my brick as my, 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 my iPhone. I had my brick as my mobile phone. I had my iPod with my music on. I had my PDA with my diary and all that stuff on. You know, I still had my three things. Even though I'd seen and understood that this was actually quite nice. But then one day we had some people come to our house and they, they sat in our living room and he pulled out an iPhone out of his pocket. <gasps> and I said to him, I was like drooling at that point, I said, is that an iPhone? And he said, yes. I said, well, can I hold it? So he let me have his phone and I did, you know, touched the screen and played with it. And, and it was like, you know, a revelation. I thought, this really does do what it says it can do. You know, this is really good. And, you know, that's, you know, when you go to the theatre, if you go to the theatre, you, you sit there and you see the curtains drawn and you, you, you wonder what the stage is like. You wonder what the orchestra is like. You wonder what the actors are going to be dressed up like. You wonder what the stage is going to be set like. And then when the curtain is drawn back, you see it and you go, wow, sometimes, you know, and you go, yeah, that's really good. And then the orchestra starts, you go, yes. And, you know, you get this, what was hidden has suddenly become revealed. And it's like you get this amazing revelation of, and then as the play unfolds, you, you, you see it and you watch it and you go, yes, this was worth coming to. And a lot of us move to that level with the Father's love. You know, we've, we've gained all the knowledge. You know, all of us here know God is a Father. You know, we've been taught it in Sunday school. We've sung about it. We've read about it. You know, all of us have that knowledge that God is a Father. Every Christian I think I've ever met knows that God is a Father. They know that God is a Father. It's knowledge. And sometimes we get that, that revelation moment. And it's like, we go, yes, I know he's my father. And something in us changes and we, we get all excited and we say, yes, 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 yes. God is my father. And you know what it's like when you've been to the, to the theater and you've seen that play and you've seen that production. You go back home and you're full of it for a few days. You tell all your friends, you tell your family, you post on Facebook, you tweet about Twitter. You know, you Instagram pictures, whatever you do, you do it and you... You let people know that you've had this wonderful experience. But six months later, maybe three months later, it's just a memory. And it's like, oh, I remember. That was good. I enjoyed that. That was a nice evening out. Has it changed you? No. You've enjoyed it. You've experienced You've had a revelation. You've seen something. You've gone, wow. But you're still the same. And, you know, many of us experience God's love like that. 
You know, we, we have this, and maybe this week will be like that for some of you. It'll be like, yeah, God really loves me. I'm really his daughter. I'm really his son. But it's, it's a revelation, and it's a good thing to get hold of. But it doesn't change us. See, when my friends came and showed me their iPhone, <gasps> an iPhone, I could hold an iPhone, I had to give it back. You know, it was theirs. But there did come a day, a little while after that, that I went into the phone shop and I got my iPhone. And it was mine. See, God has been really good to me. See, my office is on the first floor in the high street in Whitney. We're on the first and second floor. On the ground floor, on the street level, it's the car phone warehouse. <laughs> you see... You know, how good is God? You know, every time there's an upgrade, I don't have to go very far. <laughs> so I went to the shop. I walked down the stairs. I walked down the alleyway. I walked in the front door of the shop, and I said, I want an iPhone. <sighs> you know, and it became mine. And, you know, I know it's a silly story, but every time there's been a new one, I've upgraded. You know, I've gone, you know, further with it. And I really believe that's what... The Father's love is like, you know, we we can get the knowledge, we can have the revelation, but he really wants to give us an impartation. And that's, you know, when we were talking earlier on about the substance of his love filling our hearts, you know, the reality of his presence coming into us and filling us, the something being poured into nothing and the nothing becoming something. That's the reality of the substance of the Father's love. And that's, that's more than just knowledge. That's more than just revelation. That's an impartation of God's spirit being put into your spirit. And when he does that in our hearts, six months later, it's not just a memory. Six months later, it's a living reality. A year later, it's a living reality because we've got the upgrade. We've gone deeper. You know, five years, 10 years, 20 years later, it's a living reality that we're still living in the love of the Father. We're still planted in his love. Our roots have gone down deeper. The, the source of our life is his love. And I want to lead us to that place where we don't settle for a revelation but we receive an impartation of the love of the Father into our hearts. See, I got my iPhone, and I came up and saw Timo. The first time I came to Timo and Roos, I was the friend who came with the iPhone, wasn't I? And I had my iPhone, and he didn't have one. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and I remember pulling it out on, and just leaving it on the table, and he, go, he started drooling. Is that an iPhone? And then... About three days after I'd left you, was it two or three days? Yeah. I get a text or a phone call from Timo. I think it was a text. I got a text from Timo saying, hey, Mark, guess what's happened? So I text, hey, Timo, what? I've got an iPhone. Someone had given him an iPhone. You see, he'd not even bothered with the knowledge or the, he'd got the revelation, but then he gets the impartation. <laughs> and, you know, I know it's a silly story, but it's one you'll remember. Um, 
when the iPad came out, I didn't even bother with the knowledge or the revelation. I just went and bought one because, you know, I, I wanted it. And, you know, that's, I, I use that as a, as a sort of illustration of the Father's love because it's, it's something we can identify with. It's something we can understand. But it's actually very, very real. And what he wants to do is pour the substance of his love into our hearts so he imparts his spirit into our spirit. So he puts part of himself into us. You know, we don't just have this amazing wow factor and say, oh, God's good, God's wonderful, God is my father, great, wonderful. Six months later, what was that all about? But we actually put our lives into the love of the father. And then we live in the love of the Father. You know, six months after I'd first heard James Jordan uh, in 2002, six months later, I thought I knew it all. You know, I'd listened to all of his tapes. I'd, you know, I kind of looked at some scriptures and I thought, yep, I've got it sussed, got it sorted. And then I realized I didn't have a clue. You know, then I realized that his love was so vast and so amazing that I could never grasp it. And if we understand God's love with our minds, if we ever understand God's love with our minds, we have made his love too small. Because we cannot understand it with our minds. You know, it's always going to be way bigger than anything we can experience, <coughs> anything we can understand. And, you know, my encouragement is to pursue it and pursue it and pursue it. And go deeper and deeper and deeper in the love of God. Because it is a transforming love. It's a love that, you know, it's not a question of stopping it and bucking it, bucking up and getting over it and getting on with life. It's, it's you know, that doesn't work. Being told what to do doesn't change us. But love does change us. The transforming power of love, when it comes into our hearts, it will change everything about us. It will change the way we think. It will change the way we behave. You know, I'm, I was part of a really good church for a long, long time. But we did a lot of, you know, we, we, we did a lot of programs in our church. So we would have a series of, you know, five weeks on how to have a better marriage. You know, seven ways to bring up your children. You know, ten ways to do this and three ways to, you know. And it's like, I, I, after a long time, I, I, I stopped and I looked and I thought, how many lives have changed? You know, how many people's lives have been practically changed by having ten new tricks for this and three new tricks for that and five new tricks for the other? And I looked at the people in our church and I thought, we are, you know, and I was leading the church, Right? So this is my fault. <laughs> and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, how many lives are radically changed by having 10 good reasons to do this and five good reasons to do that and whatever? You know, the reality was no one's life was changed significantly because th that just gives us knowledge. That just gives us you know, very good advice, very good tips, but it's a little bit like saying, stop it. <laughs> but... When we started talking about the love of the Father, when we talked about the substance of the Father's love, when we talked about his life and his love being imparted into our hearts, then we started to see change. And 
just as we come, you know, at the end of the afternoon now, I want to leave that thought with you. That the love of the Father is something that he takes from himself and he puts into our hearts. It's not, it's not knowledge. Knowledge is good, it's okay, it has its place, but it does not lead you into a life-changing relationship. Revelation is, I love revelation. I love seeing things that I haven't seen before. I love those occasions when, you know, the curtain is drawn back and you go, wow. You know, I love that with, with the way our kids have been and I love that with the way stuff has happened. You know, you suddenly go, yes, wow, whoa, it's good. But I want something more than that. You know, I want an, a life-changing encounter with my Heavenly Father that is not just a one-off experience. It's not something that just happens on a Thursday afternoon in March. But I want a life-changing encounter with my Father regularly because each time we have that encounter with him, it takes us deeper and deeper and deeper into his love. You know, Paul, one of the things Paul really writes a lot about in his letters is us being in Christ. You know, when we begin to understand what an amazing thing that is, that we are actually in him, you know, that his life is our life, that we are being transformed into his image, we are being changed to be like him. You know, that, that's just like an, an amazing, incredible, life-changing experience and you know yes have the revelation of who god is have the revelation of god's goodness but go deeper seek more than that seek that impartation of of his life and his love being poured into your hearts because that's what will transform you that's what will transform your family that's what will transform your relationships. That's what will transform your workplace. That's what will lead you into this place of freedom and rest and peace. And that's where I long for us to live. You know, uh, David writes in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, I shall not want, I shall lack nothing. He leads me by quiet waters. He lays out a table of good things for me in the presence of my enemies. You know, I don't know. You wouldn't go into a battle against your enemy and bring out the table and lay the table and put all the good food on it, would you? You know, if you're going into a battle scene against the enemy, you're going into fight. But that picture that David gives us in Psalm 23 is the enemy's all around we can sit down at a table of good things because we're not in charge, we're not in control because our Heavenly Father is in control. And so we can just sit at peace and at rest and enjoy all the good things with whatever is going on around us. And this, the substance of the Father's love, the reality of the Father's love is a life-changing experience. It transforms everything about us. It will not leave you the same. And the good thing is, you know, you won't have to work at the change. 
You know, like I said this morning, when I went to Toronto with my list of all that I wanted God to do, and he just threw the list out of the window and said, let me baptize you in my love. And it was six months maybe later when I looked back and I thought, yes, most things on my list have been dealt with. And I thought, you know, that's just because I've been living in love. And, you know, I would encourage you to do the same. If you've got a list of stuff, just give it away, throw it away to the bin and say, God, Father, let me live in your love so much that your love transforms me. See, light and dark can't live together. Fear and love can't live together. And when love takes up residence in our hearts, then all this other stuff has to go. And just as we finish the afternoon, let's take maybe 20 minutes or so, just soaking, just quietly before the Father, saying, Father, you know, Father, what do you think about me? And let him speak those words of affirmation into your heart. And then, you know, just keep saying to him, Father, just as I'm here in your presence, fill me with your love. So that we can have that impartation of his love into our hearts. And then we can allow that love to transform us. So you up for that? 20 minutes or so, half an hour, whatever. If you need longer, you can go home and soak to the sound of the fire alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. (laughs) So find a place. Grab a sofa, grab a floor, grab a, you know, be comfortable. And just ask Father to speak to you. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.